EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler has proposed a new direction for how the agency interacts with its Science Advisory Board, experts from industry and academia. Former EPA leadership say they're skeptical of that plan. They tell members of the House Energy and Commerce Committee that the board and the agency's political leadership have been at odds with one another under the Trump administration. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman joins me with more on this. And, Jory, let's begin with what the Science Advisory Board actually does and what is the change EPA is recommending. The board is made up of about 40 to 50 members at any given time, and they really give a a really scrutinize, they really take a deep dive, peer review of all of the regulatory actions that the EPA is considering on, on air, on water, on any of the ecological things that they're looking at. And they, they are allowed to, much like the Supreme Court, uh, enter dissenting opinions if they have you know, a, not a consensus view of what they're looking at. And what was recently dis- announced by Administrator Wheeler at a meeting of the board last week he was saying that he the administration has not used the board to the fullest extent, and he was looking for, as he said, a new direction for the board. I caught up with Chris Zarba. He's a former head of the Science Advisory Board. He was at that meeting, and he he described it as saying that Wheeler would move from more of that pure full peer review mode to more of a, a, a informal check in with the board. He kept referring to a consultation with the Science Advisory Board, which I found very disturbing. A consultation is like a conversation. So you can sit down, there's 44 members now on the Science Advisory Board. If you're having a consultation on an air issue or a water issue, that means everyone can share their own opinion. And then the danger is is that whoever uh, is listening and whoever is responsible can cherry pick what they hear. Well, I guess they could always do that. And how has the makeup of the board changed so far under the Trump administration? Before the Trump administration, there was a pretty even split between academia and industry. Uh, under Administrator Pruitt in 2017, there was a, a new rule that went into effect that scientists who received grant funding from the EPA could not serve on the board. He also reduced in half the amount of uh, the the term limit for each member of the the board here from from six years to three years. And as a result, this really struck a nerve with Gina McCarthy, who is the former EPA director under the Obama administration. Here she is uh, testifying before that committee. I do not dispute any administration coming in with different policies, but the challenge I think we're facing is they are really changing the rules of the road. And I also checked in with Chris Zarba. Again, he's the former head of the Science Advisory Board. And he said, with this new rule in effect, you're really limiting who's able to be on the board. When you're picking members for the Science Advisory Board, you're looking for very focused expertise. And some of these scientists, the only way to get that expertise is to either to be getting funding from industry or for EPA. Those are the only two sources of funding for certain critical areas of science. All right. So that's Chris Zarba, the former head of the Science Advisory Board at EPA, And we're speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. And, Jory, we should talk about staffing at the agency itself. That's changed also, correct, under the Trump administration? That's right. The the agency has seen a a decrease in its staffing overall. In the first 18 months of the administration, about 1,600 employees had left the agency. And the staffing is just one piece of it. There's also the, the budget component of this. The Trump administration has proposed reducing by about a third at some point. The, the budget for the EPA, right now the agency budget is at a little under $9 billion. 
in the House Appropriations spending bill right now, they would get a $9.5 billion budget for fiscal 2020. That is, again, a big departure from the Trump administration's proposal to cut it by about 30 percent. And William Riley, he's the former EPA director under the George H.W. Bush administration. He said that the agency, you know, in spite of Congress going against the administration's wishes, is still facing a strained budget. With respect to oversight, I think there are a number of important measures. There's budget and staffing, and I compliment the previous Congresses of the last two years for not accepting the proposals to gut EPA's staffing by a third and its budget by a third and maintaining the amount of support, the resources available to the agency for its vital missions, it's just about where they were. It's significantly below in inflation-adjusted terms where it was in my time, but it's sure a lot better than what the administration proposed. So we've got the issue of the board. We've got the issue of the budget proposals. What about morale at the agency? Did that come up at the hearing, Jory? It did, and just generally we we heard the sense that at times the scientists at the EPA are are butting heads at times with the political leadership, especially when there are hot-button issues like climate change. And we heard from Lee Thomas. He is the former EPA director under the Reagan administration. And he said that morale really just stems from this feeling that the scientists are being heard and that the public has a chance to weigh in on these regulatory proposals. So morale basically flows from, does the staff understand that there is an overall commitment Are you working with the staff to provide them with the tools and the resources they need to do their job? And do they, in fact, feel like this is an open and transparent agency and our decisions, and in fact, our decisions will be supported by the public because the public had sufficient input into us making those decisions? So that's all well and good. What happens next? What are the committee's sentiments expressed afterwards? There was there was some pushback in some regards. The ranking member of the full committee, Greg Walden, a Republican from Oregon, he pointed out that the EPA, under all of these ten years of all these different former administrators, they had missed guideline, they had missed deadlines for reviewing the the standards for different kinds of contaminants in the air, and so he he did recognize that the EPA does have to you know, has strict deadlines to meet, but he did he did question. You know, whether the EPA, even if it has the staffing that it needs at any given time, if it can meet these deadlines. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you're sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.